Hey girl, this is Miyoshi Walker, and you're listening to the Girl Good Grief podcast, where we share stories of navigating through grief, life lessons, and relationships. On this podcast, this is where we're trusting God through the process. Welcome back. We believe grief comes in all forms of life, but you don't have to navigate it alone. You can be inspired to shift your mindset to trusting God through the process of grief, no matter what that looked like. In today's episode, we're going to talk about self-care. We'll discuss what it is to have self-care during grief. Let's get started. So in today's episode, we're talking about self-care and what it is to have self-care while going through grief, because sometimes we can put ourselves to the back burner and just be lost in our grief or attend to our loved ones and others versus ourselves. So self-care will be the day's topic. And so I'm going to start out with the verse of 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, and it says, or Do you not know your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So with that scripture, we are a temple and we must take care of ourselves because we was bought at a price and we need to glorify God in our body. So we need to take care of ourselves within. Although we're going through a grieving process, You know, we still have to take care of ourselves in order to remain whole. So let's discuss what self-care is. Self-care is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in a particular time during periods of stress. So when going through grief or trauma or life changes. We tend to nurture others and put ourselves on the back burner. But losing a loved one is a is very painful. So experiencing a life changing um, occurrence can take time, no matter what that look like, whether it's through trauma, or suddenly or, you know, if it was planned. But we must come to terms with these emotions, which can be overwhelming for us. And for some people, it can feel like you're going crazy or you don't know what else to do. But we must remember where we are and that we are still here and that we still have our lives beyond the grief. And that's not saying to not remember our loved one or to experience or go through that grief or go through those coping skills and mechanisms in order to get us where we need to heal But what it is saying is that we still need to remember that we have to live beyond our grief in order to able to survive and to be able to navigate in our daily activities. So grief waits for you, no matter where you are or position you are during your grieving stage of whatever you're going through or your experience that you have experienced. You know, some might get busy with life, but as soon as you stop and take a breath, grief will appear. So we must take care of ourselves. We must take care of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit in order to be self-sufficient and available to those that love us. And to know that we can trust God through the process of that. So 
I found that it was very important in the early days and months, and it is still fresh that following the loss of my daughter, that I had to give myself enough time and space to feel my feelings. So what that looked like is initially, you know, when the grace bubble of the people of, you know, being at your home or contacting you every day, when that ceased, you have to know that you have to rely on the source. So I had to feel my feelings um, as I stated in a previous po- podcast that I had to actually say, you know, that my daughter had died and I had to ask God what to do with these emotions because I had to begin to feel my feelings so that I wouldn't stay in that place of not having self-care because, you know, our health is important because sometimes when we grieve, we can grieve with a broken heart, which can lead to other things in terms of our health and, you know, other things um, in terms of how we're feeling physically, emotionally and mentally. So I had to feel my feelings. It's not easy, but there's a lot of emotional pain that comes with that, but it's necessary because it's part of the healing process. So we need to recognize how we need to process our grief and how we can remember to have that self-care. So we need the energy and time to process our grief, and we need to be mentally healthy in order to heal properly and to have that time to focus on ourselves, to love ourselves enough to know that if we don't do this, you know, we can become very sick or, you know, uh, we can begin having health issues. So we don't want that. So self-care is very important. And so with each grief journey is very unique and different. We all know that, that everybody go through the grieving process differently and handle it differently. But that doesn't mean that that emotion or those issues are not there in terms of missing that loved one or going through the grief stages. So with that being recognized, so all who grieve is in the need of self-care and it's very necessary as part of our healing process. So as I stated in the podcast, The New Normal, Grief is experienced in a variety of ways, whether it's emotionally, physically, uh, psychologically or spiritually. So these reactions of this can affect our bodies and our minds. So the ways that that can affect us is, you know, um, we can become very fatigued or have sleep disturbances or our appetite change and our mood might fluctuate for some and forgetfulness or loss of concentration or even despair. And I experience a lot of those emotions, especially the sleep disturbances. You know, for me, it was uh, very difficult at the beginning, even to this day, which I do get more sleep than I did than at the beginning of the death of my daughter. But, you know, um, that took a toll on me the next day to where I couldn't fully be effective. And then even with that, I began to having fatigue and um, different mood um, changes. And so with that, it started producing, I believe that, you know, for my health, I had, you know, symptoms that probably was there, but I just misdiagnosed myself by saying, oh, it's a migraine. But with this, I've experienced 
having um, blood pressure, high blood pressure, which I went in time in in enough time for it to be manageable and I can get rid of it. So with that, I wasn't having a full total self-care with myself and that wasn't going to be healthy for myself nor my family. So I began to take charge of, you know, what do I need to do to take care of myself better and become better? So, you know, when going through that and knowing that uh, we need self-care, coping with all of these things can be overwhelming. And, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming that, you know, we need to discuss things that we can manage our grief with day to day. So let's discuss some things on how we can manage our grief and self-care from day to day. So the first thing I wanted to point out was to be patient with yourself. Grief is an intensely personal process. It's not a magic formula or it has a time frame. Everyone processes it differently. So be patient with yourself. You know, take as long as you need to take. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself some grace of knowing that, you know, it's not your fault if you beat yourself up or that you lack having appetite, you know, uh, be patient with yourself to get to where you need to be. Um, Don't take on the responsibility beyond of of what is realistic. You know, some people go full throttle, you know, after a death of grieving and you know, then it comes in like a ton of bricks and then hit you at once. So just be patient with yourself, you know, allow flexibility in your obligations during this time. Don't overwhelm yourself by, you know, picking up doing the same day to day things, you know, incorporate it, you know, one day at a time. And, you know, just know that when you're being patient with yourself, it's no pressure. And you know that, you know, with due time, that you will begin to heal, you will begin to, you know, feel a little bit more like yourself again. So the the first thing is to be patient with yourself. The second thing is to accept your feelings. You know, um, the feelings of our, our feelings during this time are neither right or wrong. They just are. They're just our feelings, whether it's of sadness or loneliness or fear or perhaps confusion and maybe anger for some. But we may experience these feelings and emotions, but they are completely normal. So accept your feelings because we're going to go through in a series of emotions, no matter what type of grief that you go through or experience. But just as I stated in number one, you know, be patient with yourself and then accept your feelings because our emotions are usually often raw in the grief process, but it's important for us to express them. We need to know to use our words to express ourselves how we feel. You know, that day you might not feel up to, you know, doing what you did the day before. And so express your feelings and your emotions to let your loved one or your friend or the counselor or therapist know how you feel. And don't suppress your feelings. You know, this usually leads to emotional outbursts at an inconvenient time. You know, some of us choose to, you know, not deal with the feelings and thinking that I'm okay, I'll get through it. And and then we'll we'll eventually have an emotional outburst at an inconvenient time. And then you're going to feel overwhelmed. So accept your feelings. And so with that, what came to mind was Revelations 21 and 4. It says that we have to remember that 
we need to trust God through the process and that he can help us heal in the way that we need to. So in Revelations 21 and 4, it says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And so we need to know and accept that God will wipe away every tear from our eye. And no matter what, that he is there with us and he will comfort us if we ask. So we we can accept those emotions and those if those feelings and express them. If we can't express them to a loved one, express them to God. He already knows and he already understands. And so in Psalms 34 and 18, it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. So that's good to know that he is close to those who are brokenhearted and for those who are broken. So we know that he is near us and that he's with us no matter what we go through or no matter what we do during the time of our grieving. So he will always be there no matter what. So I want to encourage you to, you know, accept your feelings no matter what it is that you're going through and and that you desire to do through your grieving process and um, know that God will help you through and, and see you through each of the things that you go through emotionally, because it says here in his word and his word will not fail that he's close to the brokenhearted. So no matter what that grief or emotion or thing that you're experiencing, whether it's a relationship or whether it's anything that you're going through, he will be there no matter what. So the third thing is we must pay attention to our physical needs. You know, sometimes we can put ourselves on the back burner and that's not healthy. You know, it's okay to be present in the time of what we're experiencing and going through, but it's, it's so easy to neglect our physical needs while we're grieving. So however, this this is the time when we need to take good care of ourselves, and it's very critical that we do so because we need to know that we need to get the adequate amount of sleep and we need to eat healthy and perhaps maybe fit in some exercising and being intentional about what we do, you know, in the relation to what we do every day. And we must begin to pursue a healthy routine in order to know that we can become healthy to ourselves and our physical needs so we can help others that's you know um that our loved ones or those that we come in contact we need to prepare ourselves to take on the new challenges that we're taking during this difficult time because going through an emotion of losing someone you know that can have a a whole emotional toll on us physically. So we need to know that we need to take care of ourselves physically. So those three things that we need to do day to day is to be patient with ourselves, accept our feelings and to pay attention to our, our, our physical needs, because, you know, we don't want to become drained or not emotionally here to where we, you know, check out and become or go into a depression because we don't want to do that. Um, the enemy wants to, keep us in a place that, you know, where we won't heal or grow and that we just stay stagnant. And, you know, he begins to um, affect our thoughts, you know. So we need to know to, to, to do those three things. So during this time, this is a life of transition, especially when losing a loved one. 
um, or anything that we go through grieving. So as we navigate through our grieving process of healing, we we don't want to forget about ourselves, especially us women. We, you know, we put a lot on the back burner and, you know, tend and nurture others versus ourselves. And then we become sick. But we want to make sure that everyone is okay and feeling fine and taken care of. But we begin to ne- neglect our emotions and our health. And that's not healthy for ourselves or others, as I stated. So let's discuss some points that that will assist us during this time of healing. So the first thing is we need to remember a few spiritual truths that God has given us. You know, during this time, it can be very um, confusing and a hard time, but God will use them to help us understand that we are what we're experiencing and that he will give us the words to hang our emotions on. So we need to remember the spiritual truths that God has given us, no matter what we're going through or experiencing, because to know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's a good thing. And for him to say, trust in, trust in him with our whole heart and lean not to our own understanding. That's another good thing. That's good news. And as I stated in the verse that was re- read in Psalms, that he's close to the brokenhearted. And so that's good news to know that when we're grieving or going through, that God will never fail us, that that he will be there so that we can put our emotions on his word and know that we are covered. And so when we're remembering our spiritual truths, you know, no one can ever prepare us for the death of a loved one, whether it's sudden or by accident or illness. You know, it catches us all unprepared. And that's because death is so final, you know, um, death is so final. So nothing can ever prepare us for a death of a loved one. So the second thing is that death shakes us to the core. And as David said in the Bible with his son Absalom, that he knew that his son had to be captured. But even in the death of him being captured and killed, which that wasn't the intention, he still grieved despite of what Absalom done. So we we should know that every parent that grieve, you know, no matter what it looked like or no matter what it is, you know, you, you can be shaken to the core because there's no way to be ready for what what we go through or experience during a grieving stage. So we must take care of ourselves, you know, in order to be whole, in order to know what we need to do. Because death is the enemy of everything good and beautiful about life, you know, because it it just seems like it sucks the life out of you when you, you know, everything is normal or you think that person is going to be healed or become better. But, you know, it takes us to, you know, really rely on God and be in his presence, no matter what the situation is, because. God encourages us to mourn, but we must recognize him as our strength and our power through the process. And in Matthew 5 and 4, it says, blessed are those who mourn for they are comforted. So that's another good news to know that if you're mourning in any type of way, you will be comforted no matter what you go through. Anything that you go through, God is there and he's our comforter. And, you know, just like Jesus told his disciples in the book of John um, in chapter 16, it says that I will tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world would rejoice. You will grieve, 
but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering during the pains of labor when her child is born. Her, her anger gives away to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you will have sorrow, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Asking using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. And that's John 16, 20 through 24. And so to know that we can experience wonderful joy no matter what we go through. That's good news. And so we need to realize that God doesn't take anything from us without offering us more. Jesus didn't leave his disciples alone after he departed his body. He just went on to the other side of suffering and their grief was joy. So God gave them and us the Holy Spirit to be our comforter no matter what we go through and to say that we will receive abundant joy when we ask our heavenly father for what we need in the name of Jesus that's good news so we need to know that no matter what that we can have abundant joy and we need to take care of ourselves to experience that abundant joy and so when you have joy, you are in his presence. So that's so critically important to understand that in the presence of Christ, there is joy. So even during the times of grief and suffering, when we need to call on the name of Jesus, we get to experience his intimate, glorious presence and having that love and that peace and that joy. And he will honor our heart's desire and he will fill that void of our loss in his glory and that's so soothing and healing and very uplifting to know. So it can happen during our recovery process as we seek him, but we must praise him intimately. So to know to do that, that's that inward self care that we must do and have. Because in Isaiah thirty nineteen, it says it ensures us that he will be gracious if we ask for help. He will surely respond to the sounds of our cries. And I'm going to read that scripture again. Isaiah 30 and 19 assures us that we will be gracious. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. So with God's riches and mercies that come new every day, we can experience a fresh presence of our comforter that will give us a joy over our sorrow. And we must begin to believe God at his word. Remember, I, I stated about hanging our emotions on his word. So believing him at his word, it can help us know that, you know, God took to our sorrow on the cross. But he assured us that surely in our grief, he himself alone, that he carried sorrows. And Jesus already know about our sorrows. And so we need to know that we can get unstuck of feeling that we are alone and that we can't go through this process up by ourselves or, you know, not becoming unstuck. And that's part of self-care, knowing that you're not stuck where you are. You know, you have friends that or acquaintances that, you know, you can allow you to continue to grieve and you know, that they'll be there as your support system and help you through. And 
you need to trust and believe that God desire to heal your heart so you can move forward and fulfill your divine purpose on earth. So in that, you know, you need to to know that no matter what, that God desires to heal you and to make you whole again. But you have to be in the presence of God and you want to to have a desire to seek his godly counsel during the process of that self-care. And the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you into how and what you need to do. And we can begin to praise God in advance because if we ask the Holy Spirit to leave, lead us and guide us and we focus solely on God and praise him until we feel his glorious presence, we won't have as much pain and sorrow because he already know. He said that he will never leave us nor forsake us and that he does count every tear that we shed. So we must remember that no matter what, that God is always there and available through whatever we go through. And he will help us cope through whether we're experiencing grief or, you know, divorce or losing a job or maybe a miscarriage or, you know, um, a loss of a cherished dream or friendship or or even, you know, having to have a lifestyle change in terms of, you know, the way you are accustomed to living. But during the grieving process, you know, it's 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 going to be an individual experience. So in order to have that self-care, you need to incorporate those things into your daily routine and daily lives in order to begin healing and in order to become whole, in order to be present for your family and loved ones. So I'm going to close out with this. Lastly, we must do several things in order to have that self-care for ourselves so we can be whole, present and healed. Ultimately, we need to trust God with our hearts and to heal our hearts. And that self-care, it includes taking care of our mind, body and spirit. So we must do what it was necessary in order to take care of our mind, body and spirit in order to take care of ourselves. And we must do what makes us happy the most and know that God will see us through no matter what we go through and trust him through that process. And another thing is don't be pulled into everyone else's realities because what's for you is for you and how you heal is how you heal. And no one can tell you how to heal, how long it's going to take to heal and how you should heal. Because only God would know that. So don't be pulled into others realities of what your healing process should be. So remember just to take time and take time for yourself to heal and then have patience, patience to heal in your time. And you will, with the help of God, he will see you through. He will begin to heal you over time. That doesn't negate the fact that you love your loved one any less, but it will help you deal with that pain if you allow God to heal your heart. And another thing is, as well as we need to be able to forgive ourselves, show kindness and gratitude towards others, because sometimes we show an emotion of 
not forgiving ourselves, thinking we could have did more or shown more or expressed more. But in that moment, you know that you did and that loved one knew that you loved them and that you you did have love for them, regardless if you got a chance to say you didn't forgive them or whatever the situation may be. And show gratitude that you're able to still, you know, live on through their legacy. So you lastly, show your loved one's legacy can be lived out through you by whatever their passion was or whatever they stood for that you're expressing and displaying that in, in your daily lives. You know, because for me, I had to ask God what do, to do with this pain. And he gave me a name for my daughter, which is Sade's cause, because she had the biggest heart and she went to um, get her medical assistance certification and she desired to help people and she loved people. And so with that, with us, her dad and I deciding to allow her to become an organ donor, she was able to help and save eight plus lives two people with her corneas. And so with that, I want to keep her legacy alive by telling others, hey, become an organ donor and to display that love that she showed and that compassion she showed to others. So I'm going to keep her legacy alive by doing that. So know that self-care is very, very important and that we, we must do that in order to heal properly, in order to get where we need to, to be and do the things that God has called us to do. Because ultimately, if we know that our loved one had a relationship with Christ and that's where my comfort knowing that, you know, my daughter died, but she had a relationship with Christ. So she's safe in his arms. She's living better than me. But I miss her. But at the same time, I have to realize I have to see past the pain and I have to take care of myself in order to to live, in order to execute the things that God has given me to do. So remember to be patient with yourself and to accept your feelings and to pay attention to your physical needs that you need in order to self heal and take care of yourself. So this is the end of today's podcast and may you be blessed. Many blessings to each of you.